So almost every player that I've worked with in my career, including professional players actually, has had the same habit, okay? And this one habit radically slows them down when they're playing. And I'm willing to bet that if you're serious about your game, you probably have this same habit. And not only is it slowing you down, but it's happening without you actually noticing it. It's very insidious and under the surface, okay? So we're gonna uncover it today. And I'm going to uncover it by sharing a story about a professional player that I got the chance to train with for one summer in my high school career. And this was an awesome player. He was playing uh, in the Italian Pro League. He was making like uh, 750 grand a year or something, which back then was a lot of money in that league. And he played for the national team, was just a, an awesome, awesome shooting guard. Anyhow, we got to train together for the summer and every time we would do a shooting drill, I would notice this habit come up. And uh, what I'm gonna share with you, what he did back then is not, um, the habit goes deeper than that, okay? So stick with me. So the habit that I noticed is that every time this player would miss a shot or two, he would scold himself, <laughs> okay? And um, he would scold himself in various ways. Sometimes it would just be under his breath. Sometimes he would hang his head. Sometimes he would swear. Sometimes he would clap his hands. If it was like three shots in a row, he would really actually get like worked up about it. And inevitably rebounding for him over an entire summer, I noticed that whenever he would scold himself, he would almost always miss the next shot. Okay, and this was a great shooter. Like he made his living shooting and he would almost always miss the next shot. However, if he, uh, if he missed the shot and didn't scold himself, he would almost always make the next shot. And so I, I noticed these like two cycles happening at once. One was a cycle downwards where he would miss a shot, scold himself, miss the next shot, scold himself even more, miss the next shot, and it would cycle downwards. The other cycle was an upward cycle and he would make a shot, become more relaxed, get deeper into his shooting form, make the next one, become more relaxed, make the next one and so on and so forth. And so I started to wonder like, why is he even bothering scolding himself? Like what's, what's the point of that? It just makes him shoot worse. And I noticed that he didn't even recognize that he had this habit. It was so ingrained over like decades of training that he was just doing it unconsciously. Now, scolding yourself for missing or making mistakes is a really obvious habit that we, we can just get out of the way. That's definitely hurting your game, but it goes deeper than that. And that's the part that I wanna talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, today. And so I have noticed a lot of players, uh, some players on our Deep Game Forum, players that I work with uh, you know, over the phone or in person or whatever, almost always there is this kind of insidious habit of the language they use towards themselves being negative, okay? So for example, a player might miss a workout and he would get down on himself and say like, oh man, I'm so useless, I'm lazy, why am I missing workouts, you gotta be better than that. Like really uh, essentially talking down on himself, it's almost like this dictator saying, you must do this. If this player, uh, let's say for example, he like messed up and had a terrible game, the player might say, it's because of that missed workout, I'm never gonna become the player that I wanna be. And really kind of like trying to drive themselves with this very negative language. Now, let's think to a time, we've probably all had this experience, right? Where your coach, or if you haven't had the experience, just imagine, right? Your coach, 
in a practice, you're not playing particularly well and your coach starts to get down on you and starts to say like, why are you playing this way? Um, you know, one, co one practice I remember, my coach actually threw the ball at me, which was like, uh, <laughs> kind of really threw me off the rest of the practice. So anyhow, um, your coach does this to you and he tries to drive you towards playing better by scolding you for how bad you're playing. Inevitably, how does that make you feel? How does that make you play? Most players, pretty much all of them, contract, okay? Contract, like literally try to physically protect themselves by contracting their like solar plexus, contracting their, their stomach, contracting and becoming smaller. And with that contraction comes smaller and smaller and smaller way of playing, a smaller and smaller and smaller confidence, self-esteem, so on and so forth. And you can see how those two cycles are now in action, right? The more you're being scolded, the worse you're playing. And the, uh, the less you're being scolded or the more positive you are, the better you're playing, okay? These are very obvious things. And yet we treat ourselves in the same way that that coach or that like dictator would treat us. Why? <laughs> Why? So there is this famous, uh, very famous philosopher and scientist from the, I, I believe he was in uh, popular in the 1950s and 60s, who actually came to believe through his study and through his work and his experimentation that the entire known universe is actually constructed of language really interesting, constructed of language. And the language that we use, the words that we use with ourselves, actually constructs the reality that we are experiencing. You might have uh, noticed this when you tell a little white lie, right, to a friend or a family member, and you actually come to start believing it. You start to believe that white lie that you told yourself, and reality begins to distort right? Reality begins to distort. I remember I was in math class, actually, um, grade six and seven, or, or grade five and six, I believe. I was in the accelerated program for math. I was quite good at math. And I was one of like three students in our grade that was in the accelerated program. So I did really well in math. And then as soon as I got to high school, kind of basketball and girls took over. And I started, <laughs> full disclosure, like skipping class and, and skipping out on math. And very quickly, you know, in math class, if you skip one class, you really miss a lot. And I started to really fall behind. Next thing you know, in 11th grade, my junior year, I was failing math. And I started to tell my mom, like, because uh, she was understandably concerned, I would, I would say to her, I think I'm just not good with numbers. <laughs> you know, I think I'm just not good with numbers. And I think uh, I, I, math just isn't my thing. And so she would uh, kind of say, okay, that, that's okay. You know, if you're not good at numbers, just do your best. Maybe we'll get you a tutor or whatever. And so this white lie perpetuated itself. And inevitably, I started to really actually believe that I was just not good with numbers. And I got worse and worse and worse with math. And this language that I had built up around this subject matter and the language of the story that I was telling myself, I came to believe and it became my reality. I struggled with math for the rest of uh, my high school career. And even to this day, I still have to remind myself when we're looking at like business metrics and analytics and statistics and things of that nature, I have to remind myself like, oh no, wait, you know what you're looking at. Like you can do this math. And it's crazy how much that distorted reality. And so if we take this assumption uh, or this premise that language constructs reality, the words that we say to ourselves construct our reality, they're literally the, the fundamental building blocks of reality, then it stands to reason that the things that you tell yourself and the words that you use 
are really important. <laughs> They're really important. And if you are constantly saying things to yourself like, um, you know, uh, if you're if you're scolding yourself for missing shots, like I'm never going to become the shooter I want to be. I, uh, there there's this. Um, uh, I'll tell this really quick side story. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, I have for a number of years now had this like uh, <laughs> ongoing crush on Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys is like to me the the most the picture of the most perfect woman that I, I've come across, okay? <laughs> and so Alicia Keys had this story that she told once where she was with her former partner or boyfriend and she would always be saying things like, oh, uh, what, what was the word? It was like, that's just my luck. That's just my luck. That was, that's what she would always say. Um, and of course that would happen to me. Things of that nature, when something bad would happen, she would say, of course that would happen to me, just my luck. And this boyfriend of hers would say, well, of course it's happening to you if you keep on saying that about yourself. Of course, you're expecting it to happen to yourself. And she clued in to, wait, like the words that I'm using are causing this reality to happen. You're speaking it into existence. It's almost like a prophecy, right? The words that you are using are becoming your reality. And so in the same way, the words that we use with ourselves are so often so negative and you when when you begin to understand this premise of like language constructs reality it calls into question the whole thing like why would you ever use words like this towards yourself and about yourself why you're going in the complete opposite direction that cycle is going downwards rather than upwards so there's two levels to this that i want to point out and the first one is off the court okay off the court is when we most often have these chances to talk to ourselves about ourselves, And this is forming an identity. It's forming the story that we tell ourselves about ourselves. And that story, we in Deep Game, we have this saying, identity drives performance. Identity drives performance. So the story you tell yourself about yourself will perpetuate and it will drive your performance. Whatever you say to yourself will come true. So if off the court, you are constantly saying to yourself, like, this is just terrible. Why am I doing this? And really getting down on yourself about these mistakes that you're making, those mistakes will perpetuate. It's not a good method to fixing a problem. If, <clears throat> on the other hand, you are, um, we always use the analogy of like running your brain on debug mode, right? Running your brain on debug mode. So if you are noticing the thoughts that are coming up, we use a framework called notice, recognize, replace. Okay, so running your brain on de debug mode and using this notice, recognize, replace framework, we watch these thoughts come up and just notice. Notice when this negativity comes up and then recognize the opportunity to replace it with something better and more instructive for yourself. So um, if you are scolding yourself about a workout and saying, I'm so lazy, I'm this, I'm that, notice recognize the opportunity that you can change this story just by changing your language. And it could be different things ring true for different people. So I don't want to suggest too much for you. You want to come up with words that actually feel in your body feel true. Okay. So you might not say to yourself, I'm so dedicated. If you know that you've missed three workouts in a row, that's not going to feel true. What you might say is I can do better than this. 
I can do better than this. And that is definitely true, right? So notice, recognize, replace constantly, running your brain on debug mode when you're away from the court and really draw your line in the sand. Like there does not need to be any of this negativity. And I'll, I'll give you uh, one more example. If you were hanging out with a friend and every time you made a mistake or any time you did something that wasn't aligned or wasn't quite right, this friend got down on you and scolded you and said like, why are you doing that? You're so useless. If you were with somebody who was using that kind of language towards you, how long would you be their friend for? Well, not very long, right? You probably wouldn't be their friend in the first place. So why do it to yourself? And how do you think you're gonna feel about yourself and towards yourself if you're constantly using that language? Not so good, right? So as a general rule, what I would say, and the advice that I give to our players in Deep Game, is that if you wouldn't say it to a child, to a child, if you wouldn't say it to a child, do not say it to yourself. Treat yourself with the same care that you would treat a child. That's not to say that you're a child. It's just to say that the psyche is very delicate. The psyche is, um, <laughs> it's very malleable and our language literally constructs our reality. And so if you wouldn't say it to a child, do not say it to yourself. What you do with a child, yes, you can uh, reinforce positively. You can tell them like, good job when they did something right, but when they do something wrong, you are firm and say, you know, that's not what you want to do next time. But you don't say you are so useless. You always do that. Why do you always do that? That is the kind of language that is reinforcing this negative downward spiral. And it really, we see so often how damaging it is to children. Take the same care with your own psyche, your own psychology. Okay. So that's off the court. Uh, run your brain in debug mode. Notice the, those, that negativity and that, that language that isn't so helpful as it comes up. Recognize the opportunity to change that language and replace it. Do this over and over and over. And you will find that over time, that language begins to change. And the language begins to, uh, you know, the spiral reverses itself and begins to go back upwards. On the court is a different story, okay? And so often... Players have this negative dialogue in their mind all the time of like, don't make that mistake or why did you make that mistake? My coach hates me. My teammates aren't passing me the ball. Constant negative chatter. And the approach in games is that the less you think, the better you're going to play. And when I say think, I don't mean, of course you're going to have thoughts, but ideally those thoughts are more like impulses. They're these little flashes of intuition. And when you sink into a zone state when you play, it's sort of like this unbroken stream of intuition working through you. It's not linguistic thought, meaning the thoughts don't actually form themselves into sentences. They're not talking to you. They're more like feelings, okay? And that's when you're going to play at your best. And so law number one of the deep game, the foundational law, the law of present states, that performance increases as thought decreases. And the type of thought we're talking about, again, is linguistic. And so the less you can think at all, the better you're going to play. Now, of course, in the beginning, we are going to think a lot, usually. And this is where that 
notice, recognize, replace, and running your brain on debug mode really comes into effect. And we can use this, maybe we're on the bench, if we are on the court, just, I, I take the, uh, the approach of literally just discarding those thoughts, just throw them out, okay? Just literally do not apply any importance to them. Don't put any stock into those thoughts. And notice, or, or um, understand more, more accurately, that your thinking mind is, <laughs> Um, it's kind of like, it's a crazy person. Honestly, your mind can change its opinion so quickly and with so little influence, uh, just like that professional player, when he missed a shot, he would get negative. And then when he made a shot, he would be happy. And this is a professional basketball player. This is not a chump. Like this guy knew what he was doing in basketball, but when it came to the mind, just no understanding at all. And that is so common in basketball, like professional players, most often they succeed in spite <laughs> of their what they do mentally, okay? The vast majority of professional players really have no idea uh, what they're doing when it comes to the mind, okay? So when you're on the floor, do not apply any importance to the thoughts as they come up. If you have uh, negative thoughts, and even if you have positive thoughts of I'm so great, I'm so this, I'm so that, just stay in the pocket understand that no amount of linguistic thinking is going to help your performance, okay? Just toss the thoughts right out and come back into the moment, the physical sensation of playing the game, okay? So to summarize all of this, we, we kind of uh, went all over the place here. And what I want to summarize, and, and the, the point that I really want to drive home, is that the language that you use, the talk that goes on in your mind on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. That is forming your reality, okay? The thoughts that you think and the language that you use determines the, well, not just the way that you play the game of basketball, but your entire life. And so be very careful with it, okay? Run your brain on debug mode. Notice that negativity as it comes up. Recognize the opportunity to change your reality and then change it with something better, okay? This is an ongoing practice. It's not something that you press a button and it just happens. You have to practice this. You have to be running that program on debug mode all the time. <laughs> but over time, your identity will begin to change. Your reality internally will begin to change. And as your internal reality changes, your external reality will change along with it, okay? So if that's something as simple as just stop scolding yourself when you miss shots, <laughs> right? Stop scolding yourself. The only reason anybody scolds themselves when they miss a shot, as far as I'm concerned, my belief, is that they are doing it to let other people know that they're not a bad shooter. And so if this uh, professional player scolds himself after he misses a shot, he wants people to think like, oh, well, he must not miss a whole lot of shots because he's so angry, right? That's just a show people are putting on and you don't need to put on that kind of show. Much more impressive to me personally is the player who stays even keeled. If they miss eight in a row, they're just as relaxed and just as even keeled on that ninth shot. And that's the player who is going to turn those slumps around very, very quickly. And so not to get off on another tangent here, my wish for you is that you begin to notice these thoughts as they're coming up, debug your thinking program and start to replace it with something that is the reality that you want to create in your life because your language will literally create your reality, okay? So I hope that helped you and I will see you in the next video.